This podcast contains graphic language and subject matter that may be triggering for some. Listener discretion is advised. We are not fucking therapists. We are here to talk about our experiences and hope some people can relate, but it is not a substitute for medical advice or therapy. Welcome to Fuck Depression. Welcome. I'm Lauren. I'm Brian. Brian, how has your last couple weeks been? Going pretty good. I voted today. Good job. Yeah, I I feel like I was doing my service to the community. Very go Team USA patriotic of you. Yeah, how about you? What's been going on? Not much. Working. Um, I got our new logo. Yeah, it's exciting. It looks good. Thank you. One of the people in the Austin vegan community that's how I connected with her oh of course and uh, she does art full time and uh, I think she did a great job yeah. it looks so much better than our <laughs> one that I threw together oh that one wasn't terrible but it definitely looks a lot better now for sure Callus Art is the name of her business page alright check it out check it out get some shit <laughs> so what so. else is been going on uh, did we do anything this weekend? Let's see. This weekend, but the weekend before, mm-hmm. but it was after we recorded our last one, I went with uh, my friend to a vegan chill fest that happened. Mm. So we got to try some new fancy foods. Yeah. Did you find anything good? Yeah. Uh, I got a really good empanada, and we got some like dumpling things that were in green paper. They looked really cool. Oh, nice. So that was fun. It was like a an event thing. Like, we didn't really know what it was going to be, but it was 18 and up, and they had, like, loud music going and, like, mm, well. a bunch of people dancing, and <laughs> it, was, it was really fun. Vegans going crazy. Vegans gone wild. <laughs> um, and then this weekend I just had my meetup group feel like I did something else. No, I didn't. We didn't. Yeah, I didn't do anything. I considered going to your meetup, but I couldn't get myself out of bed. That's all right. Yeah, that happens sometimes. It does. It's kind of helpful to be the one that hosts the meetup because yeah, it, it pushes me to do it. Don't have much choice. So did you have a good turnout? Yeah, we did. We had a really great turnout. Uh, one of the ladies brought a really fun game that I'd never played before. A game, I can't remember the name of it, but it's got cards, and the goal is to get down to zero cards, like Uno. Okay. But how you get rid of cards is you ask people questions on the cards, and if they say yes, you get to put the card down. Mm. So they're all really inappropriate questions about, like, sex and stuff. All right. (laughs) Sounds like fun. We got to know each other real well. Yeah, I guess so. All right. So what are we going to talk about today? Today we are talking about jobs. Jobs. Mm. Working. No, I hate work. Okay, but money is important. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's a necessary evil. So we're going to talk about the jobs that are have the highest suicide rates. Super exciting, very fun subject, I guess. Well, it's important to recognize that and. I mean, obviously, these are based off of statistics, so mm-hmm. but definitely those are the the ones that are on the list are the higher stress 
positions that... Yeah, one thing I saw that was really interesting is that men have a much higher rate than than women. It's like 77% for men and closer to 30 for women. Percent? Like, it can't be no, 70%. No, it's not percent. It's like that many and 100,000. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, so 77 and 100,000. That's 70%. Yeah. <laughs> No, that would be too high. That would be way too high. Yeah. All right, so let's see. One of the the first ones is the legal profession. That's me. I can vouch for that. I mean, that is a really, especially depending on what part of legal you're working in. Yeah, it can be. That's got to really weigh on you with some of the cases. It can be stressful and boring at the same time. Well, and if you're in higher profile, or not higher profile, but in cases that are you're defending somebody that you know has yeah, committed a horrible act. You can, and you can make little mistakes that can make a big difference in other people's lives. That's, oh, totally. That's tough. So let's see. Next is computer and mathematical jobs. That's very broad. Like, computer, do they mean, like, tech, like, in the IT field? I don't know, Lauren. Talk to the CDC. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess... I guess so. Like uh, I would, I would think like software engineers would fall under that. Mm-hmm. And I can see where that would be pretty bad. Be yeah. Boring and kind of lonely. Cause you're not really working with others usually. I don't think. Um, depends on what you're doing. Yeah. I know the person who used to work with me at one of my previous jobs. He was the head IT engineer person. Mm-hmm. And he was really social and was around all the time and uh, I talked to him a lot you know because he would was the one that could pull whatever information you needed out of the computer mm-hmm. into like something usable yeah magic to me I used to sit behind him and watch him work and it's his screens were just scrolling with information mm-hmm. yeah, we like have a matrix. couple of those guys at our office so all right next cells of course Sales? Sales. Sales. Yeah. Sales. What do oh. you think I said? Sales? I, I don't know. Sales. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that is a job that I am not suited for. Yeah. Any kind of customer service would, would, I would think would be pretty miserable. Well, and there's the added level with sales of so much of your income being... Dependent, dependent. on the job you do. Yeah. Well, and... The job you do and selling people things that maybe they don't need, that's always what bothered me was yeah. trying to upsell people on things that either they yeah. didn't want or couldn't really afford or I knew that they weren't going to use. Yeah, that would be the worst. It's, yeah. uh, no, no thank you. Next. All right. Food preparation and service to restaurants. Yeah. I've never worked in a kitchen, but... From people I know who have, the environment there, I think, would be the cause of that, not necessarily the actual, what your task is that gets to you. It's, you know, everybody yelling and shouting and being angry. and and customers. So we got maintenance and cleaning next. I mean, I I can see that. I don't necessarily want to clean all day. Yeah, clean up after other people that that don't respect you. 
Yeah, especially if you're having to clean somewhere that's, like, bathrooms, like, public bathrooms can get really gnarly. Mm-hmm. So the next one is protective service. So I guess that's, like, police officers. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have thought that would be too high, but then, now that I think of it, I guess a lot of people don't like you. Well, and you can get put into situations where you're in danger. Yeah. And so it can be stressful that way. Walking into maybe crime scenes or, you know, domestic violence and having to see that and cope with yeah. knowing that that stuff is out there. Yeah, I bet the first responders see a lot of crazy stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I was in the fire department for a while and I can totally vouch for that. <laughs> All right, fireman Brian. All right, what else we got? Transportation and material moving. Okay. I guess would be that would be because it's just so boring. I mean, truck drivers. If you think about like how much time that they spend alone driving yeah. on the road, I would be absolutely miserable. And on top of that, the idea of driving anything that big stresses me out yeah, personally. Yeah, seems like it would be pretty stressful. Although I have a an uncle that was truck driver, and he's completely happy with it. Some people are, but I think you really have to be that person that is cool with it. Yeah. We went on a road trip one time with the family, and he wanted to drive the whole time. So we let him. (laughs) I would, too. (laughs) Sure, you go ahead. It's probably easier. Well, and maybe not because it's still on the list, but I would say the Internet has hopefully made those long trips a little more bearable. Yeah. All right, so number two is installation, maintenance, and repair. So I guess that would be like plumbers, electricians, mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I don't know that I can come yeah. up with like a... It might be a little bit lonely. Go, just going from place to place and you'd be in the only one if you didn't have a partner. Maybe. I mean, I know going into people's houses can yeah. always be a little stressful. People and, have some gross houses. Well, and then just the things that people will demand of you mm-hmm. that don't necessarily make yeah, sense. Yeah, that's true. Make my TV look right. Alright, number one is construction and extraction. I can understand that one. Yeah, for sure. Be a lot of physical labor. And that's one of the other things that that I read about. It said that blue collar jobs are a lot more likely to have high suicide rates than white collar ones. I actually looked at one list that had the rates broken out by gender. And it's actually a lot higher for men in construction than it is women. Yeah. Well, there's not many women in construction, though. Right. But if you're doing it statistically, if you're doing it correctly, I've worked in construction. I know how stressful it can be. Yeah. It's not a nice environment sometimes. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you're dealing with some interesting people. Mm -hmm. I can imagine. But I was thinking about it because since I did some research into women being in construction when I was in construction, just out of curiosity, and I was a a project manager. It wasn't like I was out doing that, like the labor. Mm -hmm. But overall, there are 15% of the entire construction industry in the U.S. is women. And if you take out the women who are doing 
office roles, like project managers, accountants, and those types of things, it's only 5%. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're the type of female presenting person that's going into a construction environment, you probably are a little bit stubborn and like... Yeah, you know what you're getting into. Yeah, you, you've got to be a tough person, mm-hmm. especially if you're female presenting to go into construction because that is not a field that's necessarily female friendly right now. Right. Or ever has been. Or ever has been. Maybe we should work on that. So now that we talked about the bad, Brian is muting his phone. <laughs> the only time that's ever happened. Yeah, it'll happen again. I did it the first one. So let's talk about some of the jobs that are more recommended for people with depression and mental health. Alrighty. So I'm looking at a article from BetterHelp, and the first one that they have is dog walking. Yeah, I can see why that would be much better. Yeah, I think anything working with animals, studies have shown being around animals is helpful, so I would think even if it's not dog walking, if it's dog sitting or grooming or training, you know. Same reason why it's good to have an animal for depression. Exactly. Anytime you're around animals. Makes you feel better. Plus, they're really easygoing customers for the most part. Yeah, they don't complain a lot. They don't complain a lot. They're just happy you're there. They're happy you're scooping their poop. Next on the list is horticulture. What the hell is horticulture, Lauren? Plants. Oh, yeah. I knew that. (laughs) We'll just edit that out. It's fine. (laughs) No, no, it's all right. Don't let them know how stupid I am. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I had a greenhouse a while back in my last apartments. Oh wow! It was very and an apartment? Yeah, it was a small one, like a oh, that's green really cool, shed, though. more like it. I grew some Venus flytraps and some peppers and onions and not onions. <laughs> I didn't grow onions, but yeah, I grew some some small stuff. It was lots of fun. I could see yeah. where that would be very stress relieving. Yeah, I w- wanted to grow things when I owned my house, mm-hmm. and I tried so hard, and I tried so many things. Yeah. I did have a Venus flytrap for a while, and it's fun. Everything that I touch plant-wise does not survive me. Oh, no. I've killed succulents. Wow, that's impressive. I know. So that would not be a good job for me specifically. Yeah. But if I could keep things alive, but I would. But if that was your job, you'd probably be better at it. I would need someone to teach me yeah, what I to need do. Some training, yeah. <laughs> Next on the list is a park ranger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, outdoors and, like, being out in nature all day. Would yeah, people that hang out at parks are probably pretty chill, usually. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you have to run off drunk teenagers every once in a while yeah. or something like that. Next one is librarian. Oh, yeah, my mom was a librarian. Oh, really? Yeah. Your mom has done everything. Yeah, well, she was a middle school teacher, and she taught oh, English. Okay. And then, so, toward the end of her career, she moved into the library. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the weird thing about librarians that I learned from a, a friend I had years ago is you actually need, like, a master's degree mm-hmm. to be a librarian. Yeah, a lot of education for not a lot of money. Yeah, that's the unfortunate part. I could see where it would be a rewarding job, especially yeah. if you like books and Definitely. talking about books, but that's a lot of schooling yeah. to go to for that. All right, I don't know if I agree with this next one. You can tell me. Postal service? Mm, 
Yeah, I've been in the post office with angry customers <laughs> yelling at the poor clerks. Yeah. Well, maybe it's the guy that delivers the mail. That would be definitely less stressful. Yeah, maybe yeah. They're, maybe they're more like talking about those. I mean, the people in the back sorting, that might not be too bad either. Make some friends, make some sorting friends. Yeah. Hang out, put packages here and there. Yep. Fuck yeah. Sort them by zip code, look at the pieces of mail that people have, scratchy doctor handwriting. Yeah, can be meditative. Transcriptionist is the next one. I would have thought that would be on the other side of the pole. Really, you think? Seems like it would be very lonely and boring. You just sit there all day and type shit that comes into your ears. Yeah, could be kind of meditative. Yeah, I suppose. I think I would definitely get bored. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Although, I've always thought it would be interesting to be a stenographer in a courtroom. Yeah. The ones that take those notes. But those typewriters they use are not normal keyboards. I know. The one, I've, I've been in courts... Where they were doing oh, yeah, it, you would they, know more than me. Yeah. They had a little mask that they put over their mouth, and they talk into the mask. Mm. And so they're typing, and they're talking into it at the same time. So I guess if they come to a point where they can't keep up, they can say what they mean, say what they wanted to type, and then come back to it later. I would always wondered about that, because things can get start going fast, and trying yeah. to keep up is... A lot of times the judge will have to slow somebody down if they're talking too fast for the stenographer. Oh, okay. That's good. Do you think that they could just record the session and then type it up later? Yeah, that would be way too easy. Not enough red tape. Okay, well, (laughs) I'm not going to try to change the government. Next one we got for you is security. Oh, yeah. Well, if you like being alone, you don't mind standing up. I mean, it depends on the type of security job. I, I, you know, every big office has a security person that just kind of hangs out and sometimes takes laps and but they're there when you walk in and out so they they are seeing people yeah but you don't have to like customer service interact with them mm-hmm. you're just there mostly to be like do you belong here oh you no. forgot your badge again again <laughs> <laughs> that was most of my dealings with security uh, we have one of those again. they just walk in and out of the office and nothing until something happens. Yeah, you're there for the, like, just in case Mm -hmm. for those. Uh, This is not really an industry, but the next one is small businesses. I don't know about that. I had a small business. I was super depressed. Well, okay, but they're not saying... This isn't saying... You're working for a small business. Right. You're not owning one. Right. That makes sense, yeah. Although I did read a lot of articles that said that being self-employed can be good for depression. Maybe not what you were doing specifically, but like in theory, if this podcast ever makes money, we could be self-employed. Yeah, I suppose. I think it depends on the type of job. Yeah, definitely, and the type of business. But I do agree that sometimes small businesses can be better than really, really large corporate businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really about the individual company culture at that point, but some smaller companies do treat you a little more like a person instead of just a cog in the wheel, which is kind of how I feel at very large companies. Yeah. Not necessarily because of the fault of my immediate supervisor, but just as the 
overall company, nobody knows you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you're just a number. To treat your employee as well, mm-hmm. especially if you're gonna see them every day. Well, nobody has to see me. <laughs> I keep my ass at home. Right. The next one on the list is truck driving, which is kind of contradicting what we learned on your list. Yeah. But you did say your uncle's really happy doing yeah, it. Yeah, he is. Might be something to consider if you really like driving and mm-hmm. don't mind being alone. Yeah, and some truck drivers drive with partners. Like if they're across country, they'll drive and take turns driving. That might be worse depending on who you're partnered <laughs> yeah, up with. That's <laughs> true. Well, I've heard of them doing it with their wives. Oh, I have heard of that too. My dad actually worked for a big transportation company when I was mm-hmm. young, and they would do these showcases every year or so where the people who did this full-time would have one trailer that they converted into a house and they would pull the second trailer with the actual cargo behind that one. Oh, wow. So we'd get to go in these, like, converted trailers. They're kind of like big campers, but they have to be able to be the middle of an 18-wheeler. Yeah, like a tiny home. Yeah, it's, it's exactly like a tiny home, but before... The term tiny home was yeah. what it is now. <laughs> if you were saying tiny home back in the 90s, you were just being mean to someone. Yeah, <laughs> then we've got computer programming. Yeah, some of these are overlapping, aren't they? They are overlapping. And again, I think this really depends on your personality. Yeah. If that's a good thing for you or not. I know right now there's a lot of people, though, going into computer programming that probably don't really have a huge desire to really be a programmer, but it's something... Just doing it because it's a thing to do? I mean, it makes decent money. Yeah. And it's something that you can learn fairly easily online if you can pick up that stuff. So I've heard of people taking the classes just because they, you know, especially in Austin with all of the tech companies here. Yeah. It just opens up more job possibilities, but it's not necessarily that they're taking the classes because they're like, computer programming seems Mm -hmm. super cool Mm -hmm. and fun. Yeah. So I think if it seems super cool and fun, then do it. But if it doesn't, maybe don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. Good call. Next one is tutoring. Yeah, I've done some of that. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind doing that. It seems like it's very rewarding. Yeah, it would be rewarding and... Probably a little bit of a slower-paced job. Like, mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of, like, meeting a deadline. And you probably don't have to take much stuff home with that either. It's not no. like being a teacher where you have to grade the papers. Yeah. Yeah, I think tutoring would be fun. Yeah. Next one is, or last one on this list, is freelance. I mean, you can freelance for a lot of things. Marketing, uh, writing copy, editing. Photography. Photography, yeah. Art. Mm-hmm. Music, even. I do think that that's a good option. The one drawback for freelancing is you have to be able to sell yourself to get a client base started. Yeah, gotta make the money. You gotta make the money. Great audio. <laughs> if you're in a spot where you can get that started, I think that that is kind of a great thing. Because then once you get it started and have clients and customers and testimonials and things, you can kind of set your own work schedule. You can decide how much you want to take on. You can... Yeah. You're going to have good discipline. Yeah. But that's true for a lot of... Yeah, for sure. A lot of things. 
I mean, I think, too, it makes a huge difference when you're you're not getting paid just to show up. Yeah. I think it kind of gives you a little more feeling of, like, responsibility and ownership that you don't get in a lot of jobs. There are some jobs where literally showing up is all you have to do. It's going to get you paid. Yeah. Which I hate that feeling. I don't want to sit and just do nothing. Like, I want to have tasks given to me that I feel like I'm actually accomplishing yeah, something. Yeah, useful. Yeah, so I think freelancing is good for people like that because then you can structure your what you do around the things that are going to make you feel accomplished mm-hmm. versus just needing to, like, check off time or do work that you don't feel like is impactful. So this wasn't on BetterHelp's list, but it's on another list from Shifts Coaching. And they have therapist and counselor on their list of jobs good for people with depression. Yeah, I can see that. And we've kind of talked about that before, that a lot of people in the mental health field are kind of drawn to it because they have their own issues. Um, or conditions that they live with. And I've had multiple people in the last couple of years tell me that I would have made a good therapist, but also mm-hmm. that like at this point in my 30s, I'm not going back to school to yeah. become a licensed therapist. I can see that it would be very rewarding. I mean, I think it is good to put things into kind of perspective for yourself, but also nice to feel like what you're doing is really benefiting someone. Yeah, for sure. Those are my things of better jobs. Do you think there's anything that was left off of these lists? Oh, I think we went around it, but I think teaching is probably a good one. Yeah, uh, I To not be depressed, because it's rewarding when you get to be around all the kids and you get to have teacher friends. Yeah, I agree. Um, most of the teachers that I've known did it because they enjoy it. And, and you get a lot of time off. Well, sort of. I mean, they... They do get the summers off, but they also have to take home a lot of work during the school year. So that time off is definitely earned. I would not want to be a teacher for middle school, though. See that? Yeah. Might be a little bit. That was a rough time. Yeah. <laughs> a rough time for me. So maybe stick with elementary and high school. Yeah, because elementary, like, they're still kids. They have playtime and recess and those things and I'm sure most of them in general are pretty sweet (laughs) and then by high school you can start talking them kind of like adults yeah which I mean I'm not great at talking to kids (laughs) any other way than as an adult yeah anything else can't think anything want to take a break sure you've probably heard me talk about better help before It's a fantastic app that has helped me to connect with an amazing therapist. I was able to message them whenever I needed and scheduled once a week video chat sessions. The app is secure and allows you to access your therapist and have communication with your therapist from the convenience of your phone, wherever you are. At home, at work, even while traveling, you can communicate with your therapist. The app is secure and easy to use. And most importantly, makes communication with your therapist more accessible than traditional therapy. If you ever need to change therapists, it is easy and free to do so. And it is also more affordable than in-person therapy. So go now to betterhelp.com. 
Facebook.com slash FCK Depression for 10% off of your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash F-C-K Depression. Fuck depression. Get better help. Hey, I want to give a quick shout out to Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has been hosting Fuck Depression since we started, and they've been a really great resource to have. Buzzsprout has its own podcast, blog, and webinars to help out new podcasters find out how to be successful. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, please use the link in our show notes to sign up. And after your first two months of paid subscription, you get an Amazon gift card. Yay! It also really helps out the show, and so we appreciate that. Thanks so much for listening. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back. Those are very cheery. Put a little bend in at this time. I like it. I need to work on my harmonica. Get some, some new tunes going. Can you take harmonica lessons? I'm sure you can. You just yeah. need to get really good, and then you can teach harmonica. Yeah, there you go. That'll be a very not depressing job. Yeah, you can't be sad when you're harmonicaing. Fuck yeah, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what are we talking about next? I have no idea. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> you fired, Brian. All right. Uh, we are talking about ways to cope with depression while you're working. All right, while you're working. Yeah, because if you've already got a job, you can't always just jump ship because depression happens. As much as you want to. As much as you may want to. I have one and two in several jobs, but the ideal thing to do, if you're, if it is your job that is contributing to your mental health, is to look for another job. Yeah. Um, Before but you it, quit your old one. Yes. If the job isn't what is contributing to your mental health, then here are some t- tips and tricks for getting yourself through the days until you feel better and right. can be more on task again. Sweet. This list is from psychcentral.com. First thing is to break it up. Yeah. Which I do think that that's really good advice. Baby steps. Baby steps. Break down whatever you're doing into the smallest increments and just focus on each one individually. One thing at a time. One thing at a time. Multitasking is something that everyone gets real excited about, but reality is studies have shown that multitasking actually does not make you more efficient. Yeah, makes you less productive. It makes you less productive, but makes we've sense. got something in our society that has this idea that we should be able to do three things at once simultaneously, yeah. but our brains don't work that way. No, not at all. So if you have a long project or something that you're working on or break it up into the stuff, put it in a list, and then you can mark things off as you go. And I think that that also helps to have those, like, mark something off the list, that, like, little feeling of accomplishment. Yeah, it's a good one always good to have a to-do list. Keeps you from forgetting shit, too. Yeah. I I go through phases where I do different types of lists, but mm-hmm. uh, I really like 
project management software. Trello is a free one that you can use. We use it for the podcast. We do, we do. OneNote on PCs. Yeah, I've heard of that. That one's really cool because you can literally drag things around. Mm-hmm. Like the, the way it's formatted makes it really easy to reprioritize if you need to. You can add checklists. You can add little like highlights of things. and. Yeah, I use Evernote on my phone. We'll that's a really good one too. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I haven't used that one a lot, but I've heard really good things. Next piece of advice is to start in the middle, which that one might work for certain types of... Yeah, it depends on what you're doing. Yeah, it really depends on what you're doing. There are some things that you can't start in the middle, some things you do kind of have to start from the beginning. It's a very good place to start. (laughs) We break into song. This was specifically talking about, like, for a writer, they were saying that a writer, sometimes it's really hard to start at the beginning of a book, so they'll start in the middle of the book, so that does make a lot of sense, but... You know, if you're what I do with project management, I can't necessarily start in the middle of a project. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just doesn't work that way. Right. But they're definitely breaking it up for project management is works. I, I'm not a writer, but I do write from time to time. Mm-hmm. I've never written a complete thing. You, Prob- should, you should make that a goal. I should. I, you could write a book together. That would be fun. The Fuck Depression book. (laughs) We're going to have the meetup, the podcast. We're going to have it covered. Book. Next one is to take breaks, which everybody should take breaks. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. All hourly jobs have required federal minimum break times that you're allowed to take. For an eight-hour shift, you have to have at least a 30-minute lunch and Mm -hmm. two 15-minute paid breaks. A lot of places make it feel like you shouldn't take those breaks, mm-hmm. but you're allowed them. Take advantage of them, even if it's just to go sit in another spot for those 15 minutes away from your computer or desk or customers or the phone ringing. Yeah, for sure. I have, I have a job where I sit at a desk, and we're required to do 30 minutes for every five hours we work. Oh, but that's then, nice. Then we can get up and walk. I try to do that every one or two hours. Yeah, that's something that I am not taking advantage of as much as I should be right now. Yeah, it's harder when you work at home, I bet. It is. I do try to take breaks, and I can be really flexible with when I take breaks because it is working from home, and um, I can kind of leave my computer up even Mm -hmm. if I'm on a break. Not the best habit, but it is does make me feel a little better to make sure that, like, if all of a sudden I get, start getting IMs, yeah, right. <laughs> I can jump back into it and then finish my break later. But definitely take your breaks. Take advantage of them. Next one is to learn some calming techniques. Yeah. Meditation is good. Breathing. Yes. Pay attention. You will die if you yeah, don't. <laughs> pay attention to your breath. More than just breathing. I know what you mean. But, yes. Calming techniques are good. I mean, they're good in general, but especially if you notice you get anxious a lot at work or something, being able to get yourself back to a more neutral state mm-hmm. is really helpful because it's really hard to focus and think if you're in that anxiety place. Yeah. You're not sure. productive at that mm-hmm. point. Next one is to get venting buddies. 
Oh, yeah? Which you should if you have an office with coworkers. It's always nice to have at least one person you can go and talk to. Talk about how horrible the job is. Even if it's not that. Even yeah. if it's just a... It's usually what it is for me. Shoot the shit or... God, I hate this. But yeah, I know what you mean. I know you, um, haven't really had a whole lot of jobs where I've needed to talk about how much I hate the job. Aside from the call center, which that was a little hard to get time to talk to people. Cause yeah, I bet. So micromanaged. But it's always nice to just have someone you can go over to and be like, hey, I'm really tired today. Like, talk to mm-hmm. me for a minute. Yeah. What did you do this weekend? <laughs> What's up with your husband, wife, whatever? Did you go on any fun dates? Yeah. Get a new pussy. I've never asked somebody quite that question, I don't think. Well, maybe you should. I'm going to start. No time like the present. Everyone tell me every time they leave. Yeah. All of my coworkers right now are married, so it's not as much of a fun question. Mm, yeah. <laughs> They're not going out on, like, Tinder dates or anything. <laughs> the last one on this list is to personalize your workspace. That's a good one. Which I, yeah, that. I need to do that. You don't have anything on your desk? Just a notepad and a pen. Ryan, let's get you some things. Well, I need a picture of my niece. Something. Yeah. Uh, that's something that I've always done is bring things that make me feel comfortable to mm-hmm. put around me. Don't really need to do that with my current workspace since I'm already at home with my things yeah. that make me feel comfortable. But working in a cubicle, like the gray walls drive me nuts. So I always mm. made sure that I had... Things around that made me happy. Yeah, it just makes it feel more cozy. Yeah, there's a girl beside me that has plants. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, well, the little succulents, but yeah. Yeah, well, I tried to do that, and it killed them. Right, so. that's right. You can't have those. But I, I love... You can get the... some artificial plants. Yeah, those aren't as fun. <laughs> no. I, I did try with the plants on my desk. It just wasn't a success. Then I went into... Some of my personal things that I think are helpful that I didn't necessarily find on a list. Maybe I just didn't get deep enough into the fifth page of Google or something. Mm-hmm. So my personal advice, I, again, I'm not a professional. This is just somebody who has depression, had some shitty jobs, and I have opinions. So the first one that I have is to speak up when you need to. Okay. So... A lot of times, jobs will ask you to do things that are maybe outside of your job description, outside Comfort of... range. Yeah. And it's okay to say no. Yeah. It's okay to say that that's not something that's part of your job, that you're not comfortable doing, or you don't have the bandwidth to do. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you've already got a 40 hours a week full workload, and you can't fit anymore into that. Yeah, it's gonna tell them. You have to tell them because otherwise you're just going to continue drowning yourself mm-hmm. and never feeling like you can get out from under it. So do it professionally, do it politely, but don't feel like you have to say yes to everything you're asked to do. Yeah. Next piece of advice, I think most people know this, but disclosing your mental health diagnosis or your current mental health condition is not mandatory. So you can if you feel like you've got a safe place to disclose it, mm-hmm. but don't feel like you need to explain why you might seem a little off with 
But there are certain circumstances where I would think it would help. Sometimes it can. Yeah. Like, I did that. When I was missing a lot of work, I just told them. felt like they understood better, and they didn't think that I was just being lazy. And that kind of goes back to whether or not it's a safe place to do that. Mm, yeah. Some jobs and supervisors and companies are easier to do that with, and some places might not be the right fit, or if you don't feel comfortable, or it's something that you just don't want to disclose, you don't have to. As a caveat for that, and we'll go into this in a second a little more, is that you may have to disclose certain parts of your diagnosis if you need to ask for reasonable accommodations, or yeah. like FMLA. My next one is... But you don't necessarily have to disclose them to your manager, it could be the HR person. Right, definitely. Last week. Yes. Last half month. (laughs) Two weeks ago. My next one is to remember that your mental health is more important than almost any tasks Mm -hmm. that need to be done. For sure. Even though it can be stressful and you can have a lot of pressure, remember that taking care of yourself is more important than meeting a deadline or getting every single thing done. Prioritize. Try to get everything done that you can, but at the end of the day, if you need to take care of yourself, take care of yourself first. All right. I also think it's important to give yourself goals. So not just the goals that the company sets for you, but your own personal goals for Mm. work. Like, I'm going to get to work on time every day this week. That's a thing for me. I'm chronically late. (laughs) (laughs) But, or, um, you know, other small tasks that'll help you, like, you know, getting your email box cleaned out, or um, checking items off your checklist, Mm -hmm. you know, any of those things that'll help you feel a sense of accomplishment, not just what the company is looking for, but for yourself personally. Yeah, for sure. I just thought of one. Okay. Have stuff outside of your work to look forward to. Definitely. So like maybe plan stuff with your friends, and that way, when you're miserable at work, you can at least think about what you're going to be doing after work. For sure, yeah. I mean, having that work-life balance is important. Mm-hmm. And if you spend all of your energy focused on just work, it's going to drain on you at some point. Yeah. I mean, it. they have that stupid saying that I hate personally, that's if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Right. But that is total bullshit. Yeah, I agree. Even if you love what you do, you still need a break from it. Yeah, for sure. This one might be just me. I don't know. You can tell me if you think this is good advice or not. But be open to criticism. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I think a lot of times we tend to take things really personally as like an attack but if your boss or supervisor or somebody is giving you feedback try to be open to it and take what they're saying and understand that it's more than likely I mean I'm sure there are cases but most of the time it's not meant as an attack it's just they're trying to help you right and sometimes people can word things kind of shitty. and it, Yeah, just keep in mind that they're probably not attacking you personally. Exactly. 
my personal last one is know that everyone else is going through their own personal struggles. Mm-hmm. If your boss is being crappy to you or your coworkers are being shitty or whatever the case is there, again, it's not an attack on you necessarily. It could be that they're going through their own mental health problem or they have had something in their personal lives that's happened. They didn't get laid last weekend. They didn't get laid. Me, me neither. <laughs> it's, it's been... It's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time for me, so um, skip over that one. <laughs> but, yeah, and then you also don't know, a lot of times people in don't see what their supervisors are having to deal with with their supervisors. Yeah, right. So a lot of the times when you're getting told something, it's because they're getting their ass chewed out on the other end. Mm-hmm. It's You're not hearing those conversations. About, you know, budgets, or we can't hire more people, or all of this. Lots of stuff you might not know about. Yes. I think since I was a manager of people for a while, I mm-hmm. really got a good respect for that. But my ex-husband never could comprehend. He really thought that, like, a supervisor's job was just to sit there and make you do work because oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a healthy way to look at things. No, he once told me that nobody liked me because I was a boss. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, it really hurt my feelings. I recognized that that was his ignorance mm-hmm. and not understanding the situation, but at the time yeah, we were still tough. married, I was very hurt by that. Did I leave anything else off? Are you thinking or are you just not answering my question? Oh, I can't think of anything. Okay. I was growling at Wednesday. <laughs> Makes we were, for great content. We were having a moment. Last little thing I was going to go through on this real quick. I went to the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission website on depression, PTSD, and other mental health conditions. Woohoo. I know. It's. That's exciting. a mouthful. It is a mouthful. I'm glad that's not my in my job title. Can you imagine being like something and having to put U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity <laughs> yeah, Commission on the back of it? Oof. So on their website, they have some good information if you are wondering about workplace rights when it comes mm-hmm. to depression and other mental health conditions. First of all, Depression is considered a disability, so it is protected. I don't ever disclose that on, like, the little checkmark yeah, things. Yeah, neither. But it is something to keep in mind, because if you need to take advantage of legal protection with your workplace, it is good to know. The first one that they have on here... Is my employer allowed to fire me because I have a mental health condition? No. They are not. And that kind of goes back to it being classified as a disability. They can't choose to let you go simply because of your mental health. Right. Um, I already talked about this, but 
you are allowed to keep your situation private unless you're asking for reasonable accommodations. How do you get a reasonable accommodation? You ask for it. Yep. You ask in writing. You ask for it, and it does usually need to be in writing. You may have to provide something from your healthcare provider with documentation, um, but they said that it doesn't necessarily need to list exactly what your diagnosis is. It can be a little more generalized, and basically they just need to know what you're needing, which could be, you know, having more break times or maybe different hours or the ability to work from home. Um, One thing, though, that it does not protect against is your job performance. You can't just do a horrible job. Yeah, you can't just slack off because you have depression. You still have to maintain whatever their um, Standards. standards are. And if you can't meet those, then that, the reasonable accommodation isn't going to protect you from that. Mm-hmm. Brian, what if I'm being harassed because of my condition? Go to the lawyer. Egg fucking yeah. exactly. Yes. If you are being harassed, if you are dealing with an employer who is not abiding by the standards set by the Equal, Opportunity, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission... Mm-hmm. Holy hell, that's a long name. Find legal counsel. Uh, a lot of states have uh, workforce, like Texas has Texas Workforce Commission that you can take advantage of and talk to them to see uh, what you can do and definitely make sure that you take care of yourself, protect yourself. Don't allow yourself to be harassed for a, med- a mental health condition that's not okay. Yeah, not at all. Tell him to fuck right off. Yeah, communist. <laughs> How did we get to communists? I don't know. Talking about bad people harassing me at work. Obviously, they're communists. All right, so that's what I have on that. I do think it's a lot of good information. I have to remind myself of some of that from time to time working. Not easy to work with depression, but we get it done. We do. You got to. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Are, All right. You, are you ready for some happy shit? Let's do it. Don't Let's some happy skip shit. my happy shit. <laughs> so I found a company called Live Inspired, and it was created by a lady. Oh, so to find this. I searched LinkedIn because, of course, you search LinkedIn for uh, mental health (laughs) related to jobs. So now I am literally on every social media list of (laughs) this person might be in in trouble. (laughs) Um, The person who started this, her name is Kennedy Harris, and when she was in college, she struggled with suicidal thoughts, Mm -hmm. and after she did that, she started making herself journals, like little planners that she hand-drew, and they became popular. She has gorgeous handwriting. It's 
very pretty handwriting and very neat. Um, and they became popular with not she wasn't the only one using them. She had friends and other people asking, so she started a company. And so the company has journals, planners, and stickers that they sell. All right. Have you checked them out? I have. I've got them up here. This is her handwriting. Oh, wow. That was nice. Yeah, it, she does beautiful writing, and the planners are more than just your typical square boxes, mm -hmm. you know. There's places for all kinds of things. They're done in a very creative way, I think. Yeah. I'm not huge on journaling, like with handwritten journaling, but I do, I am considering getting one because I think these would be really fun to do with different color pens. Mm, yeah. And just make it really pretty. There's a happiness tracker, there's um, habit trackers, meals, as well as your typical, like, what things do you have planned for the week mm -hmm. type deal. She is focusing this company around also providing help for suicide prevention. So in the beginning of the planner, it actually has the suicide prevention hotline number right there for you. And then also every portion of every purchase goes to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Well, if you're wanting a planner, this yeah. is a really good company to support. For sure. So, and, and I'll show you the stickers, too. They're really cute. Oh, yeah. That's I really actually... want the one that says it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like them. Yeah. I thought that that was fun. On topic with jobs, she's made... For sure a job out of doing something that she liked doing and you can do your to-do list on it you can do your to-do list you can get your shit organized for work fuck yeah hell yeah so alrighty that's it folks fuck depression fuck it fuck it thanks for listening to fuck depression Fuck Depression is currently self-funded and hoping to upgrade our sound quality as quickly as possible. If you'd like to help support us, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash fckdepression. You can donate as little as a dollar a month or a one-time donation. We aren't picky. Please also remember to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite streaming services or follow us on social media. Until next time, shit fire and peachy keen.